and a happy new year to everybody out there. This is the premiere episode of Turning Laps with Mr. Smiley, presented by Edmonton International Raceway. This podcast is centered around Edmonton International Raceway, our weekly local short track racing, and our local racers. Topics will be season happenings and stories from EIR with news from the NASCAR Pinty Series, NASCAR Cup Series, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, the SRX Series, and other racing series. Guests will include local NASCAR drivers, race teams, race team owners, EIR staff and volunteer, and NASCAR Pinty Series drivers will also make an occasional appearance in unscripted, candid, and unrehearsed interviews. The green flag is waving, turning laps with Mr. Smiley, that's me, starts right now. Welcome, everybody. I am Mr. Smiley, Kevin Sossier from Edmonton International Raceway. My guest tonight in an interview will be Erica Thiering. We're started. The green flag is dropped. We are now turning laps with me, Mr. Smiley. All right. So where is Edmonton International Raceway located? We are located approximately 35 to 40 minutes south of Edmonton, which is the capital city of the province of Alberta. We are also approximately five hours north of the Canada-Montana border. We are the only NASCAR-sanctioned track in Western Canada. Edmonton International Raceway started off as a dirt track and still going strong. They gained NASCAR sanctioning. The track is paved. We are the best entertainment value for the dollar when it comes to modern day entertainment. Um, we have test drives constantly sold out where people get to, the general public get to test drive real NASCAR stock cars. Our facilities are fully licensed. We have a breezeway bar, which has beverages, adult beverages for everybody. We have a concession stand with the best fries in the land. And this was voted by our fans. Moving right along to our 2022 year in review at EIR. It was just a tremendous season that we had. Um, at EIR, the season opened. We did have some changes at EIR. Again, we had some drivers that no longer were driving anymore that took uh, took on a broadcast position. That's myself. Um, a lot of our drivers ended up moving up some series. Um, new champions were crowned this season also, which was 
which was great uh, to, you know, it's all about, about running championships and winning races. We had a lot of different race winners. Rookies uh, were shining. The racing was just tremendous. We were happy to have the crowds come right on back in droves. And again, the highlight of our season was the Pinty series, but we also offered the biggest show on, on, around and that's every week our weekly series runs saturdays um in june all the way up to mid-september every saturday night um if it rains out it rains out there's nothing we do about mother nature yet unfortunately but gates open at 4 p.m for all of our guests to come on in you'll smell the barbecue you'll smell the concession stand you'll have some really good music playing so come on in gates open at four uh, racing starts shortly after six o'clock. We drop the green flag right after we have our opening ceremonies, sing O Canada, and pff, we begin the night's racing action. But that's what, how all of our weekly series happens. Again, $20 for an adult ticket plus GST. You can't beat that value. You're guaranteed at least three and a half hours of spectacular racing. And I do say at least. So. Just spectacular racing, bumper to bumper, banging and beating, spins, everything. It's just fantastic short track racing at its finest. We are, again, not the only NASCAR sanctioned track and Canada's true bull ring. You really want to come out here and watch a race. Better yet, come on and join us to drive. Again, you want to drive out at Edmonton International Raceway, you could leave a comment uh, on the website. You could contact us at edmontonraceway.com. Now, back to our season in review. Again, I spoke about the return of the Pinty Series, and the Pinty Series returning did not disappoint whatsoever. Um, the, the show was fantastic. The interaction that the drivers and the fans had were just great great it was just a fantastic show started off with our mini cups uh they ran a few uh, they ran a little show in the early part of the afternoon then there was a break in the action we lined up all the nascar pinties drivers up on our front stretch invited all the fans to come down total autograph session then the action started it was just a, a fantastic race and it was won by Mark Antoine Cameron, who just so happened to have won the series championship also. But, again, the best action that we've seen so far from the Pinty series, because they were away for a few years because of COVID, they came back. Biggest lineup that we had in years out here, 20 cars. This was great. Again, Mark Antoine Cameron, he emerged victorious with a green-white checkered overtime finish after the number 18 car of Alex Tagliani and the number 9 car of Brandon Watson. They ended up tangling for the second time that evening with only five laps remaining, um, which resulted in the overtime victory for Cameron. So our fans were treated to a fantastic end of that nascar pinty series race again uh tsn had coverage on it for our canadian fans they had it live streaming can't wait for them to come back again in 2023 could put on a really 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 awesome show again i spoke a little briefly earlier about crowning new champions we did 
our local drivers put on once again phenomenal racing from season opener to season and we even had a monster truck performance out of a couple of our thunder car drivers yes a couple of thunder car drivers got together and decided to run right over each other it was just yeah they did monster trucks it was cool but it, nobody was hurt thankfully and both drivers ended up finishing the race so it was really cool to see but our, our eir track champions i got to give a shout out to all of our 2022 track champions in our nascar pure stocks number 33 of gary bushnell congratulations gary you worked hard on this for many 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 years ever since i've been been involved out at the racetrack starting off as a fan seven years ago i remember you being out there that was fantastic to see you out there win this championship congratulations andrew crandall the number 17 nascar thundercar again this kid's put in a lot of hard work to to do this that was just fantastic out of andrew he put in a really tough it was a good racing season for the thundercars the nascar future stocks these are 12 year old kids all the way up to 15 years old folks lucas bellback in the number six car for the future stocks and it was just a great showing for the future stocks um, Evolution Mini Cups, the number 22 car of Noah Bandman, also won the track championship out there. EIR's Hit to Pass Division, the number 59 car of Dave Pattison, he got his track championship out there. NASCAR Super Stocks, the number two, Mike, the Ram Man Ram. Mike, you worked really hard. You were, you're one of the, the, the coolest guys I know out at the racetrack. Props to you, buddy. And you did it. Your hard work paid off. And congratulations, my friend. The IMCA Modifieds, the number 14 of Justin McTavish. He put on a f fantastic showing every time he came out, busted his butt, got out there on track, went fantastic. Those were our 2022 EIR track champions. Again, I could say a lot about every one of these people, but it would take up way too long of a show. So congratulations to all of our EIR track champions 2022. Moving on to our Rookies of the Year. That is, this is a really awesome category to have. We celebrated our rookies. The Pure Stocks went to the number 16, Davin Krobinski. Uh, Davin moved up from the Future Stock division uh, in 2022 to run in pure stocks and he just just flying around that racetrack he, he was pretty much the dominant rookie in in the pure stocks it was just phenomenal showing again up from davin krapinski in the 16 car andrew crandall the 17 car and the thunder cars not only did he win the championship he also nailed down the rookie of the year in 2022 as well as the future stock number six lucas bellback again he walks away with the championship and gets the future stock rookie of the year evolution mini cups uh, the 77 car of chase stephen hart uh won a rookie of the year for the mini cups congratulations chase super stocks the number 48 of mike sawyer Mike, you got you got rookie of the year. You worked hard all year. Congratulations, my friend. IMCA modified rookie of the year goes to number eighty-five of Dave McIntosh. You had a little bit of struggle at first when you came out with that car, but hey, Jim managed to get it going for you, and you know you overcame your 
those troubles and nailed uh, the IMCA Modified Rookie of the Year. So I look forward to seeing each one of these rookies uh, really give us a really good sophomore showing next year when they hit uh, Season 2. Um, it's going to be fantastic. Our 2022 EIR Pit Crew and Crew Chief of the Year goes to Kent Brooks and Brad Brooks. I believe they work on the number two car of Mike Ram championship in the NASCAR Super Stocks. So congratulations, guys. Those were all of our track champions, rookies of the year, and the EIR pit crew and crew chief of the year for 2022 at Edmonton International Raceway. Again, we can't thank these people enough these are the sponsors and our partners that without their assistance we cannot put on a show each and every race night for the fans and that's what it's all about big props out to all of our sponsors they include labat which is the official beer uh beer supplier of edmonton international raceway Mobile One, the official motor oil of NASCAR. Smitty's, which has all-day breakfast. They're located on Auto Mile. The Pipestone Flyer, one of our local community newspapers. Lindy, which was formerly known as Prax Air for all of your welding gas needs. Waste Connections for all your waste management needs. Blue Emu. Um, I actually tried this product, folks, and I can honestly say... It, it, the, what they say on TV, it's you can you don't stink. It, it, there's no smell to the thing, and it really does work. Um, so if you're able to find some blue emu, get it. It actually does work. At least it worked on me. So that's a true testimonial on my part. Um, E3 spark plugs, Cometic gaskets. Advanced Auto Parts, they are our weekly series for NASCAR in Canada. It's also known as CarQuest Auto Parts. Uh, the Royal Hotel, just in Nisku. Thank you very much, Royal Hotel. Um, we look forward to continuing the sponsorship. Quick Wick, Quick Wick Fire Starters, Heinz Ketchup. There is no other kinds, as the saying goes, but Heinz is also a sponsor of Pass the Ketchup, which is a fun little interactive activity that we do prior to intermission. Uh, and while the song is playing, we toss a giant inflatable ketchup bottle in the, into the crowd. And while the song is playing, everybody's got to knock it around or hold on to it. And whenever it stops, whoever's holding on to the ketchup bottle wins a prize package from either Edmonton International Raceway or one of our sponsor partners. Um, it's really fun. Uh, kids get really involved in this. Canadian Tire and Wetaskiwin, the city of Wetaskiwin, Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR and Edmonton International Raceway. Big Lake Sod, they they provided the grass for our front straightaway. We painted it all up for the Pinty Series uh, last season. We're going to do it again. And um, that's also known as Donald's Grass. So hopefully nobody runs all over Donald's Grass. Uh, Lanco Glass out here in Wetaskiwin uh, for all your glass needs, whether it's residential or automotive, go see them at Lanco Glass. AZ Storage for all of your storage needs. Wild Rose Food Service. I can't say enough about the wonderful products they provide to our concession stand each and every week. Um, David T's Camaro and Firebirds. Again, if you're a Firebird or Camaro enthusiast, 
Go see David T's in the city of Edmonton. He's got every part you're looking for for any Firebird or Camaro. The Reynolds Alberta Museum, fantastic vintage automobiles, um, motorcycles. It's worth it to get the extra behind-the-scenes collection folk, uh, tour, folks. It really is. I got to see it with my own eyes. What an experience they have there. Allied Auto Parts and Napa. We can't do it without Gary and his staff over at Napa. Thank you once again, folks. Um, Westview RV and Campground. Voted best bathrooms in Western Canada for any campground. So they got the cleanest and best bathrooms at Westview RV and Campground. Sandler Training. They were one of our trophy sponsors for the mini cups for the entire race season. Treasure Memories. They did our junior pit crew also. Um, they were our junior, one of our junior pit crew sponsors throughout the season. A&W out here in Wetaskiwin. Also great, great local sponsor for our, for our racetrack. Like to thank Bear, which is entitlement sponsor of the Bear 300 from last year. They're also going to be entitlement sponsor also for this year. Um, Bucks Auto Parts. That's one of our entitlement sponsors for our Racer Rack series that we run out here also at Edmonton International Raceway. The Nutritious Beginnings Program in Wetaskiwin, which was our junior pit crew um, charity of choice. Any purchase of our junior for our junior pit crew memberships, $5 of all of our junior pit crew memberships go to the Nutritious Beginnings Program here in Wetaskiwin. It's a fantastic program. They help new moms and, and prenatal anything you need get in contact with them and kingsway towing um they were our track uh, towing services of choice uh, pinnacle finance canada was also one of our sponsors also at the racetrack thank you very much uh steven uh for your sponsorship uh at the racetrack as well i don't believe i i if I missed anybody, I am sorry. I did not mean to. Uh, just there was a huge list. I wanted to try to get everybody in there as quickly as I could. So, if I, again, if I miss somebody, I'm awfully sorry about that. Our race fans, you're the lifeblood. We do this for you. Thank you, fans. Thank you from all of us at Edmonton International Raceway. My broadcast colleagues, all the way to the, to the ownership, to the racers, to our staff, to our volunteers. Thank you. If it wasn't for you, we would not be doing this. Thank you, our race fans. Now, <clears throat> moving right along. My guest is a multi-time series champion in the Superstock series. She has also done some seat time in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Erica Thiering. How are you doing today, Erica? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Um, so a lot of people out, out there in Internet world, they don't know who you are and that you're actually a racer out at Edmonton International Raceway. So how long have you been racing out at Edmonton International Raceway? Um, that's a good question. I uh, 17 years, maybe 15. Wow. Okay. And were there a lot of, were there a lot of girls racing at that time? Uh, when I started, not a whole lot. Um, no? but honestly, I'd say now there's, there's tons of girls. Like I think 
I can probably name off 10 at the top of my head that I can think of right now. Do you think you influenced them getting involved in the racing um, as they were growing up, them watching you? Um, on like a track level, for sure. Yeah. I think probably I have uh, influenced some girls to kind of get involved with the sport. Um, however, you know, you know how it is, like family and stuff always is your biggest support. So <laughs> yeah, I know quite a few girls that, you know, their dads have gotten them into racing and stuff. So, but I think it probably, probably has helped a little bit. <laughs> uh, speaking of parents' involvement, how much did your father push you into racing? Uh, my dad didn't push me at all, actually, believe it really? or not. No, nothing at all. Um, it was my decision. It was when your I, decision. Yeah. He was excited about it. Like, don't get me wrong, but um, <laughs> he never, I think he maybe asked me once, um, but there was never, ever any pressure of any sort. What have you learned from racing all these years? Like, what is your biggest takeaway from racing and putting it into the real world? Uh, yeah, like, I, I'd say, if anything, consistency is key. So, like, if you're working at something every day, then you're bound to get better at it. Of course, you're not going to be a race car every day, but the more consistent you are, the more likely you are to succeed. Right. So, of course, I track that into every day, you know, whether that's, you know, you're going to the gym or yeah. working on some sort of real estate every day. Consistency is always key. What advice can you give the young ladies that are working through the system at the track now? What is the biggest piece of advice you could give them? Ooh, I could give them lots, I'm sure. Biggest. <laughs> um, Nothing. I just, I think there, I don't find there's so much of a stigma anymore as far as like, if you're a woman racing, I don't think that's a, like for our level of track, I don't think that's a thing. Like uh, I think everyone's pretty welcoming and stuff. So I wouldn't even say don't be intimidated by the boys because I don't think they are. Like, I think everyone pretty much is on the same level field nowadays. Um, I don't really see the whole, diversity aspect of it with women because i think there's just as much women racing right now as there is men and at least in our track Absolutely, so i agree i would just say just keep working at it like nothing can stop you really and i mean don't give up <laughs> that <goes laughs> everyone, right? that, that's right that's a big life lesson don't give up stay consistent mm -hmm. no matter everything that you do yeah. So what's next? What is next for Erica? Um, this race season, it was very shortened. I know we only had three or four races this season in the Superstock class, which is now being renamed to the Late Models. Are you going to run next year? I don't know. I can't. Ask okay. <laughs> that was my biggest question because at the end of the season, when you won that race, the very last race last year, you were quite quite emotional on on the track when you were giving your speech, and a lot of people speculation was she's not coming back. So my that was my burning question to you was, are you going to come back? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you pretty much hit on the nail. Uh, I'm not sure. We'll see. I think if we're going to do any racing next year, maybe if we can find the money, we'll do some traveling, but. As far as coming back, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I think it's, it's all up like, in the air. Yeah, it's up in the air. We'll see where I'm at, you know, with, you know, everything else basically going on in life, right? Mm -hmm. 
Totally get it. Totally get it. Here's a really good question for you. How did it feel racing against Mike? Mike Sawyer, who you was your crew t- uh, car chief, your he your, was your spotter how many years? Oh, I don't even know. Maybe five. It's been a while. It's been a while, ever since I've been involved out at the racetrack and knowing you guys, he's always been with you in the, with the car as your spotter. And I know your dad has been there also. Um, but what was it like racing against Mike? You know what? It was actually a lot of fun because he's got a lot of enthusiasm for the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, it brings it out in everybody else, right? Like even when he was just strictly just crew chiefing, crew chiefing for me. Um, mm-hmm. He had a lot of enthusiasm every weekend, and it, it actually it was really nice. So um, to see him actually like excel was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was something else. Like he ran three classes in one night. Like he definitely <laughs> deserved the moniker Iron Man. In all of your racing career, who has been your toughest competition or your biggest rival? My biggest rival. Oh boy. I'm trying to think there's a couple like Terry Dollar's always been someone I've always kept an eye on because he's always he's consistent and he's a good racer. Like obviously last year, Mike Graham. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. So, like that I can tell you. The year before, I think it might have been Terry. I think um trying to think whoa, who else the was year it? before it was you and Mike were pretty head to head. You and Mike Ram were head to head a lot you were very close in the points and stuff like that. Terry was uh, like up there also. So it was a battle between the three of you the previous year. So, yeah, yeah, honestly, I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's been some pretty stiff competition out there. Um, Yeah. What would you like to see happen out at the track? I would, I mean, obviously cars is your biggest (laughs) thing, right? Like the more competition, the better, the funner it is for everybody involved. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty much it. I mean, there's always lots of growth going on as far as track side and what, like, obviously, Modern Loretta are doing. There's always tons of stuff going on there. So it just maybe it would be nice to just see bigger car counts. Things right now are hard for everyone, I know. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to get out there and nothing's cheap. The cars will bring the fans, more fans in the stands, Bring will bring up more racers also. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do enjoy actually coming to the racetrack. And it's, it's like, as far as like people that come who've never been there, they do always express that they've had a fun time. And like the racers are a part of that, especially with, you know, how kind of family oriented we are. And the racers are always very good to their fans. Everyone is great. I see the keyboard behind you. Oh, <laughs> that was a Christmas present. But I need to take lessons. That's been there for like two years. My husband yeah. said I could. I asked him if I could have like a real piano, and he said no. He, so he got me a keyboard. He said, until you learn, then you can't get one. And so obviously, I, still I see. And speaking of your husband, he actually got behind the wheel of a race car. Well, a racer wreck car. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. weird. It was weird. It was a weird feeling watching him. Yeah. I, Felt like I was like one of the one of the mini cup kids, like watching their kid going around and be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the things I wanted to ask you was, like, well, you already expressed it, but how was Chris at the end of that? Like, was he like? I didn't get a chance to talk to him at the end uh, at the end of the night, but you know, he was pretty dominant in that race. Like, did you give him any advice or anything at all? 
I did nothing. You nothing. did nothing. No, he didn't even know he was winning. He honestly, he thought at like middle, there was like a caution. I think Mike Sawyer's car caught on fire or something. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was yelling at him from the track or from the pits. And I was like, just keep, just keep going. Just keep going. Like I was like your first place. And he's like, what? Like, I can't hear you. What's going on? <laughs> I think my dad like said something. I was like, yeah, just keep going. Like you're literally in first place. But then he said, once he got out of the car, he was like, honestly, he's like, I, I thought I didn't see anybody for a couple laps. So I thought that I was, the race was done. And I was like waiting for someone to tell me to stop racing. Like he had no idea what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the night before I was helping put the seat in the uh, in the car for him, and oh man, that was quite the task and the chore. So it was like when he got in it and actually won the race, it's like, hey, right on, we all put this car together and got him going in the, the day before for it. So that was that was rather fun. So it yeah. really is a total like it's a total family experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now that that was his first time in, but I don't think we'll ever get him back in a car again. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that was my other question is was is he going to get back into it but well he said think? he said you be careful because next thing you know i'll be the racer and i said you know what that's fine <laughs> <laughs> there's a seat for him i'm sure we that could be arranged yeah <laughs> <laughs> it'd be really good to, to actually see both of you racing though that would be that'd be good seeing you both race uh that might be like together that might be a divorce i don't know <laughs> it would definitely be um let's just say uh, an interesting battle on track yeah something like that <laughs> i'm not going to put you on the spot but i think you no, would probably take the advantage on that one you've had more more track experience than he has over out here one or two laps we'll see <laughs> <laughs> one or two laps Oh my. Oh, well, thank you, Erica. This was a great, great conversation. Just wanted to introduce the world to, to you and hopefully we have you back out at the track. You've been the super stock champion for so many years. Um, you know, you, you definitely always have a place out at the track. You already know that for sure. A hundred million percent. And I'm still relatively a newcomer out there. So I'm just glad to be a part of it. And I'm just, thank you for everything that you've, you've done. No, thank you. Thank you for doing all this. It's, it's great. It's good for the track and everyone really appreciates you. Thank you very much. Appreciate you and appreciate your time. White flag. This summer, I began talks with the SRX with the objective being Edmonton International Raceway hosting an SRX event in 2023. However, both sides failed to connect and the SRX released their 2023 schedule without Edmonton International Raceway or any other Canadian track on it. I know in this day and age of motorsports that money is king. However, for the SRX to ignore all the Canadian short tracks that reached out to them to host the events in 2023 show that they only care about making the almighty dollar stateside and not taking a gamble and expanding their awesome brand of short track racing to their fans up here in the Great White North.
We have the best diehard racing fans and racers up here in Canada. And I'm making reference to all them NASCAR series events that were ran in the past. Even in the pouring rain, the fans stayed in attendance. There's other racing series that run in the rain and fans don't leave. We have the best fans up here. The Canadian Motorsports Marketplace can and will support the extra logistical challenges that the SRX will face in expanding north of the border. ESPN may have also played a factor with broadcast rights, but I'm sure that something can be worked out. So, with that being said, I challenge Tony Stewart and the rest of the SRX racers to come up north here and tame the only true bullring in racing in 2024. I challenge you to make your first expansion into Canada at Edmonton International Raceway. Come add us to your experience. The Superstar Racing Experience does have a home here in Canada. And I promise you, it will be an experience that you will never forget. This is the checkered flag. Thank you to my guest this evening, Erica Thiering. Stay tuned for the next podcast. And now the black flag. The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed are mine and the guests appearing on Turning Laps with Mr. Smiley, and they do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Edmonton International Raceway, also known as EIR, EIR's sponsors, racers, NASCAR, NASCAR Pinty Series, NASCAR Craftsman's Truck Series, the SRX, and their affiliated sponsors. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes and entertainment only. The turning laps of Mr. Smiley name in all forms and abbreviations are property of its owner and does not imply endorsement of or opposition to any specific organization, product, or service. See you next time, everybody.